This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bet Rivers Betting Weekly Podcast and we're going to be focusing on round two from the UEFA Champions League. Joining me uh, to give us some insight and to give us some picks are the brilliant, first of all, RJ, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing well, Harry. Uh, great to be here with you both and uh, looking forward to getting into the, uh, the second second round here. Indeed. Also, uh, the main man, Mr. Nigel Seeley, who's lining up to have a go at me about something. Go on, do it. Go on. Well, there's a disclaimer that you can gamble when you're over the age of 21, and I'm sure the presenter might not be under the age of 21 after that uh, shaving of that beard. He looked, <laughs> he looked about 47 last week, and now he looks about 17. What do you think, RJ? What do you think about this new look of him? Do you think, do you think he should be presenting a, a betting show? Well, when we first when we first saw him, when he came on, I didn't know it was Harry. It looked like a, well, it looked like a different person. I blocked but, uh... him. I, I get loads of like Greek Cypriots following me and sending me messages for money to be sent to uh, Limassol and places like that. But um, I, I didn't, I didn't recognise him. He looks very young, Harry. Very young. Yeah. Every now and again, I got to remind people that I'm not as old as them. I guess. And uh, <laughs> every now and again, you got to let the face breathe, a bit of moisturiser. You know, it's, it's important. That face has never seen any moisturiser in his life. That is, that is, uh, <laughs> that's seen good mama's cooking. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that face has seen son how are you brilliant yeah all good all good looking forward to another round of champions league action so uh currently we're five units up um we had a pretty decent opening round uh really good uh picks from the guys well, no hang on hang on before we before we go on to that yeah the, the, the reason why we're five units up is because rj all the work he did in the uh the preliminary rounds of this competition, we brought the big guns in. They didn't really, it was, it was a level week, but RJ protected it from the, from the early stages, RJ. And, uh, you know, in, in, in the group that they did, um, they really, they, they nailed it on the early stage of the qualifications. The, 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 we've come in and we, we got to protect that league. We've got to pass the baton across to everybody to make sure that we can sustain it. So really it was RJ who did the, all the work. We, we just sort of taken a bit of credit for it at the moment. But I was trying to keep everyone happy by saying I was going to get to the fact that it was a team effort. But RJ, mate, let's let's not be around the bush. You've been carrying it. Well done. No, no I appreciate it. Definitely, it, you know, but def- definitely a team effort. And glad, you know, just glad we're able to build a good base here. And um, and hopefully we can just continue to grow with it. So no doubt about it. Indeed. Uh, RJ, let's come to you then uh, for the first pick. Um, you've uh, you've sent over the game between Victoria Pilsen and Inter. Um, interesting one, this, because 
I've seen a lot of into this season. So I'm really curious to kind of get what your read is on this game and, and on them in particular. Yeah, so so looking at the um, Victoria Pleasant versus uh, Inter, um, the match is Tuesday, 12.45 p.m. Eastern time. And, uh, you know, just, just quickly coming off the, the group stage results on, in the first round, uh, Barcelona took care of Pleasant 5-1. to one. Pleasant were on the road. That wasn't a big shock there, right? I don't think many of us thought that that would be a different result. And then Inter were at home against Bayern and, and struggled, right? 2 nothing loss for them. So I like the go- I like the look of goals here. I'm I'm looking at over 2.75 goals at at minus 115 and you know there's a couple of reasons why but but pleasing to coming off a 3 to 2 loss, a 3 to 2 win over the weekend domestically um against Sigma Olomouc and then Inter one nothing win at home against Torino. And you know both teams are coming off off a loss right in the first in the first match of the group stage. Obviously, with that being said, they'll be eager to get some points here. And I, I honestly think Inter, and it's not anything my uh, earth-shattering, but Inter's going to look at this as a must-win, right? With Barcelona and Bayern in the group, they need to get back on track, and, and this will be a great opportunity for them. Uh, pleasing over the last 25 matches, averaged just under three goals, four at home. So 2.67 goals, four at home. That's domestically and internationally. And... To be truthful, they're usually stingy, right? They don't allow a lot of goals at home, but I expect them to concede multiple times against Inter here. And Inter really failed to score on the road. Uh, They typically also fail to keep a clean sheet, especially as of late. Over their last 25 matches, uh, just 15% of those have seen them fail to score and or keep a clean sheet. So typically score, typically concede on the road. And, And as I said, right, the... The basis as to why I think this is going to be a good play. Both teams will be hungry to get points. Pleasing are at home. They're their strongest at home. They'll know this is a, a spot that they need to take advantage of here. We'll all out attack and you know, enter. I see two to one, three to one type win for, for Inter here. And uh that would get us to at least a half a win if, if it was two to one. Interesting stuff. Um and I agree with you. I think they do see this as a as a must win game and they probably need to take six points. Victoria if they've got any chance of getting through the group realistically. Um, Nigel let's come to you for the next play Um, and it involves Atletico Madrid uh, a team that people always watch with interest because they've uh, shown some they've shown a a sort of willingness to play the kind of the the darker arts of football and they're always in the headlines Uh, talk to us about their game coming up Well I think RJ has a play in this game as well so we're going to listen to about both sides of this but I think we're both coming off from the same idea of thinking I'm a little bit cautious rather than my play for RJ's play. I'm going to take Atletico Madrid here with the draw, no bet. Um, so I think Atletico Madrid here, they're minus 110 with the draw, no bet. So if it's a draw, it's a push. I think it's a, f- a fantastic time to face Leverkusen. Leverkusen are in terrible, terrible form in the Bundesliga. They've only won one game, uh, which was away at Mainz. Uh, at home, they have they've lost every single game they played in, and they've conceded at least two goals in every single game they played in. They do offer an attacking threat, but Atletico Madrid on the road are probably one of the most meanest defenses in European football. They they're not the same Real Madrid that we saw with Godin and all these kind of kind of players that Simeone took over. They're a little bit more expansive in their play now. But one thing that they've got world experience, they've got fantastic experience in European matches like this. 
And I feel that they go there and they get the job done. I don't think they... Uh, I, I'm going to come on for the reasons why I wouldn't bet them to win. RJ can convince me why he thinks they will win. But on the road this season, they've gone to three places. They've gone to Katafi on the opening day, won 3-0. They went to Valencia, tough place to go, and Mustala and won 1-0. And they drew against Sociedad, 1-1. They, they had a good match against Porto. They wasn't great against Porto, but they got the job done 2-1. The reason I want to take the draw no bet here is because I feel that Atletico Madrid would be quite happy with a point. I think if they can go two matches in, one home win with a win, one away win, one away point on the road and one home match with a win, four points after two games. That's a really good position for them to be in. And the other reason why I want to take the draw no bet is because at the weekend they play Real Madrid. And I think that is a big, big psychological difference for them. So I think if they can get the job done here, but do what Atletico Madrid do, make it messy, make it tight, make it get in the face, frustrate, try to win one nil. Nil-nil is not a bad result, or one-one is not a bad result, but avoid defeat. Avoid defeat, come back to the Spanish capital and play their arch-rivals at the weekend with a full team, full of confidence. And that is the reason why I'm not going to Atletico Madrid to win it. I think they've got a great chance of winning it, and I was I had it down on my piece of paper there, wouldn't it? But when I broke down the game, I thought the best option was to be the draw no bet because it would not surprise me to see this game be a draw. And we know what that's going to be. They don't have much possession. They don't have many shots on target. They, they do all the things ugly in football. And it wouldn't surprise me to see Timmy only think, you know what, let's get a nil-nil, let's get a one-one, get four points on the board, strong position to qualify for the knockout stages, and then we bring Wimbledon at the weekend. RJ, let's come to you on that same game because, as Nigel mentioned, you've you've got to play there as well. Bayer Leverkusen against Atletico Madrid. Yeah, so I, I took a, a probably a little less cautious approach. I, I normally am not much of a risk taker, so I'll, I'll be honest. I, I the only reason why I didn't take draw no bet because when I looked uh, early over the weekend, it was minus one thirty five, I believe, maybe minus one forty. So that's why I went with the Atletico Madrid money line at plus one forty five. I do like minus one eighteen. I, you know, to be truthful, if I had to, uh, if I had to change anything, I, I might go that route. But I'm very confident here in this in this money line pick. And as you said, right, Atletico are in stellar form right now. They're coming off a four to one win domestically on Saturday. I think it's great value here. Bayer Leverkusen, as you stated, also are in just they're in shambles right now. They're in seventeenth place out of eighteen. They've managed just four points in six matches domestically. Uh, they did manage, however, to get a, a draw on Saturday, two-two against Hertha Berlin. Uh, but I don't have, I don't have much confidence in this team, right? I think they lack a consistent goal-scoring threat. Uh, I think you know at home is is obviously an advantage for them. But Atletico Madrid are stellar on the road, right? Bayer have failed to score in thirty-eight percent of their matches over the last twenty-five. They failed to score thirty-eight uh, percent domestically and internationally. And Atletico have only failed to score in five out of the last 25 matches while keeping a clean sheet in 53% of those, right? So just over 13 matches, they've kept a clean sheet. Um, you know, one one would argue that, uh, you know, the teams that they face domestically, I, I'd say majority, even some of the mid-tier teams are better than Bayer Leverkusen at this point. And I, I use that from, a, you know, I looked at the UEFA coefficients and things of that nature. And I, and I have a very strong feeling that Atletico Madrid take a win here i i almost see like a two to nothing type uh two zero type win for atletico and you know interesting point nigel about looking ahead that's a very fair point um but they're healthy uh Bayer leverkusen 
aren't quite healthy, right? They're missing a couple key a key players, and I just have a hard time seeing them even taking a point here, to be truthful. Just to update you, the, the line for Atletico Madrid to win this game is now plus 160. Uh, with okay, so so there, there is some kind of move towards by Leverkusen, which I don't understand. This no. is this is the thing. I don't understand why that, that there is this move. There was a, there was a, a silent move for. I think what's happened in the the first week of the Champions League results is that the German league hasn't been performing, and I don't understand why people want to bet them. I, don't, I just don't get it. But uh, it is now out to plus one sixty. Which is making our price look very, very attractive. Even better. Um, I would be all over what RJ said there. I would be all over the Atletico Madrid win, but that game at the weekend against Real Madrid is a big, big concern for me. But I don't see them getting beat, and that's why I'm going to go for the uh, the more cautious effect and go for the draw. No bet. Cool, good stuff. Um, let's stick with you, Nigel. Liverpool against Ajax. Um, what have you got for us on this one? This is a I mean, in Liverpool's current form, it makes it quite difficult, doesn't it, to to come up with a pick here? But you've got one. Well, I think Liverpool, you've got to look at Liverpool now this season and think to myself, are they really rubbish or are they just going through a bad... Do we have a rebase on Liverpool or do we think they're going to come good? And that is the question you have. I look at the data and I look at Liverpool's reaction after bad results. Liverpool got beat by Manchester United 2-1 at home, uh, away at Old Trafford. Uh, what was that? It was, it, was in, it was end of August. Yeah. And the following week, they went to at home to Bournemouth and won nine nil. Every time Jurgen Klopp has a setback, his team bounced back. The one thing that Liverpool have a big problem with at the moment is defending. I don't understand why it is because they've probably been one of the best defensive teams in European football for the last few years. We've always known they can score goals, but defensively they've been really, really strong as well. At the moment, defensively, they're going to give one away. Ajax have a principle of how to play football. They've had a huge amount of change in the summer. Uh, the manager's gone, key players have moved on to elsewhere. But they have that that Ajax system that the players play in the same way. And I feel if they play the same way with Liverpool on the back of a embarrassing 4-1 defeat, and you've got to remember there's no Premier League matches last week because of the... the, the the unfortunate circumstances with the Queen dying over here in the Premier League hasn't played. So this is their first game since the Napoli defeat. So I expect Liverpool to really, really come out here strong. And I expect the crowd be be behind them. I expect it's a European atmosphere. And I expect Ajax to have one way of playing, the only way, taking it to Liverpool. So that means we're going to see goals. I don't see how any way this game cannot produce goals. I think both teams to score will definitely come in. Um, over two and a half is minus two dollars. I think I saw minus two dollars. So, I, I, if you think in football sometimes that a game might be over two and a half goals, then it probably brings in over three and a half, or maybe even sometimes over four and a half. If you think, you know, if you know, if you really look at a game and think that's going to be an overmatch, and you're going to take minus two dollars on a game to be over two and a half, you might look at the more sort of the better prices and the more sort of, sort of attractive bets. I haven't gone to the four and a half. I've, I've gone again in that middle section, but I think over three and a half goals here at minus 110 is the bet. I just can't see how this game doesn't reduce goals. Liverpool are wounded. They've got to make a statement on the back of that performance in Napoli. Klopp has had a lot of time to work with them. He's got a lot of time to talk with them because they haven't played at the weekend. 
And Ajax, I mean, they've got goals in them. This season already, they've scored at least three goals in all but two of their matches this season. Now, I know they play in a weak league. I know they play in a, in, in a very poor league, but they absolutely smashed Rangers 4-0 at home. And I feel they go here with thinking to myself, you know what, this is a good time to play face Liverpool. We can go there and we can we can take the game to them. Whether they come back with a success about it, I don't know. But what they will do, they'll take the game to each other. And I think this will be a very, very open football match. I expect lots of goals. And I'm going to go for over three and a half goals in Liverpool against Ajax and minus 110. Fantastic. Um, RJ, let's come back to you, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maccabi Haifa against PSG. Uh, what have you got for us in this one? Yeah, so um, this is my my my, my second play here. Um, I'm sorry, my third play. So Maccabi Haifa versus PSG. It's uh, Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. As uh, as Nigel likes goals in, in Liverpool and Ajax, I I like goals here in uh, in this match. And you know, PSG are coming off a two to one win against uh, Juventus uh, in the first first round. Uh, Maccabi Haifa coming off a 2-0 loss against Benfica. And, you know, it's it's hard not to argue the, the look of goals here simply for the fact of uh, the firepower that PSG has. But um, PSG are coming off a 1-0 one, uh, win against Brest uh, over the weekend, and they were lucky to, to be, to, to be uh, uh, victorious, in, in fact, because Brest missed a PK late in the second half. But, you know, PSG is always good for a, a 95th-minute Goal, uh, it seems of late, so who knows what that outcome would have been. But McCaffrey and Maccabi Haifa, on the other hand, are coming off a three-to-one win domestically, led by uh, top scorer Omer Atzili. And I truly believe PSG were uh, slightly disappointed that they didn't come away with a bigger win against Juve. To be honest, uh, I watched the majority of that game. I-, I think there were many big chances that were were squandered by. I guess I'll call it selfish play, uh, t- to be frank. And and I think, you know, there's still that ego uh, on the team between Neymar and Mbappe. But I think they could have four, scored three to four, right, if they were a little more uh, selfless and, 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 and tried to uh, just simply feed the ball to the open man to, to put it in the back of the net. And I expect a goal fest in this match. I think Maccabi are, are set to, to be PSG's punching bag here. Um, not to say I do expect Maccabi to get on the score sheet, but I, I can see the four-one, four-one type match. I expect Mbappe to to net a, a couple more. And from a stats perspective, over the last twenty-five matches, Maccabi averaged two point five three goals at home. PSG averaged just over three goals on the road. PSG is, you know, I'll say rather stout defensively on the road, but I see both sides scoring. The line here is over 3.75 goals at, at minus 120. I believe this is the highest total on the board, and rightfully so. I, I think uh, I think we could see two, three goals by halftime, and uh, I think that's going to be crucial for us to get the total over here. There's a couple of early ones. Good stuff. Uh, Nigel, let's come back to you, mate. Juventus against Benfica. Uh, RJ mentioned their first results in the competition. Uh, Juventus were involved in a thrilling game last night. Can they uh, get one up on the, on Benfica? Because for them, this is really a must-win game, isn't it? If they're going to stand a chance of getting through. It is a must-win game. And uh, I feel that Juventus aren't playing at all well. I mean, last night, the 2-2 draw <laughs> papered up a lot of cracks. They were really, really poor in that game. 
Allegri has got uh, a big job on his hand. They're, they're lying in sort of just just above mid table in the in the Syria team that have got such a long history, and this is a huge huge match against the Benfica side who have, have got off to a good start in the Champions League. So I think it's a must win for Juventus. They can't lose ground on Benfica in this game. Um, and that's why I think they might go in it a bit cautious. I feel that Juventus may go back to revert to the tactics that have gotten so successful over the years in European football, be quite defensive, quite tight, try to hit camps, teams on the counter-attack. Benfica have done what you would expect them to do this season. I think they played eight games or something like in the Portuguese league. They played in the Champions League and have won every single one, but they haven't played anybody of the calibre of, of Juventus. So this is a really, really big ask for, for, for Benfica. But the one thing you've got, got to notice is about Benfica, the teams that they've been like two goal favourites about or three goal favourites, sometimes in the Portuguese league, they're two and a half goal favourites, three goal favourites. They haven't been winning as easy as they have scoring the goals that they had in previous years because Darwin Nunes has gone. So they're going to lose that attacking threat that they have here. And Nunes would have been a huge huge factor in a game like this where he can go up against a Juventus side, sort of an aged defensive defence, a Juventus defence, rough them up a little bit, try to get in their faces, a bit like Mitrovic does in in Fulham in the Premier League, and try to make a nuisance for himself. Without him, I don't see how they can really hurt Juventus. What I'm expecting here is a really, really clinical, old-style Juventus display. Win this 1-2-0, shut up shop, get the early job, get the early goal, and then move on to the uh, to the weekend. And I'm going to go for um, under two and a half goals here. I'm quite surprised that under two and a half goals is the outsider of the two options. Over two and a half goals is the favourite. You can get evens or plus 100 on under two and a half goals. I don't believe for one minute that that price will last come kickoff time. I think under two and a half goals here will be under. I expect Juventus to pack the midfield to nullify the Benfica attack and to just be able to do what they've done successfully over the years. I mean, the Italian sort of formula, if you look at the data in Syria, it's it's scoring goals a lot more over the last couple of years. But when it comes to European football, they revert back to the old styles that they've done over the years. It's it's very much different in Europa in Europa League and in the Champions League compared to Syria. So I think this is a low-scoring game. And I'm surprised that the outsider or the underdog in this occasion is to be the under two and a half goals. So I expect under two and a half goals here at even money. I would see this game being 1-0 to the Juventus. They need to win. They need to, They can't lose this game. They've got to go to, they've got to play Paris Saint-Germain again. Uh, I know they've got the Maccabi Haifa, which is essentially possibly at least four points, but this is a big, big game for them. And, um, I think this will be tight. And I think it's a big game for Benfica. Benfica will look at this game and think this is probably the most crucial game that we've got in the group. They, You know, they look, at, look at the match against uh, Paris Saint-Germain, the two matches again, they, they don't expect to get anything from that. But if they, if they can pick up points here, knowing that they've got a head start on the, on Juventus already after match day one, I think both teams come with quite a negative approach. So I'm going to go for under two and a half goals here at even money plus 100, and I can guarantee you that that will be minus money come kickoff. Absolutely guarantee. 
fantastic fantastic stuff uh i think that's all of the picks guys uh nothing else to add from either of you uh an exciting round of champions league football coming up in the next few days so uh, make sure uh, that you are subscribed to the bet rivers uh, network of course on youtube on the podcast format and make sure you're following the app because we win handle where nigel and all the rest of the handicappers including rj are doing some brilliant work over there um anything to add from either one of you before we uh, sail off into the sunset well, for me, I just think it's we're doing really well on the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, subscribe on that YouTube channel. Uh, followers are growing thick and fast. Uh, some of the content has been absolutely unbelievable. Leagues covered that nobody else covers. Sports covers that nobody else covers from stateside and, and great people from all across the world. And uh, I'm very privileged and honoured to be able to uh, to run this this uh, this project with some great handicappers. And uh, long may continue, Harry. Indeed. Indeed, long yeah. may it continue. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow the guys. Their handles are in the description below as well. And we'll be back very soon with more. Until next time, take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.